0: You and I for the keen eye. It's just me today. I'm all by my lonesome with Sheree. We're super excited to have Sheree back with us today. It's been a long time, full year and a half. Yeah, and we're really excited. I actually, it's funny. I was listening to the podcast with you yesterday, and you were the first podcast we actually ever recorded a recovery story. I remember that. Yeah, it's super fun. Um and last time, a little different from last time, is we don't have the kids in the background, which right? <laughs> which is actually kind of unfortunate. Um, it was kind of fun last time, but we'll actually kind of just jump right into there that, because like, that's a big that's a big change in the last year, right? Yeah, big time. So when we talked last time, you were seeing your kids forty hours a week. Yes, and so what's that look like now?
1: 40 hours a day. I got my own apartment uh, in September of 2018. And the kids came. It was a quick transition and they were home with me full time. And that was quite the change
0: yeah no what's that I mean what's that kind of been like in the last <laughs> in the last seven
1: months crazy mm-hmm. uh, very you have crazy. four kids right yeah four two of which are toddler preschoolers their sched their schedules alone keep me pretty busy three of them in three different schools that start at three different times and end at three different times um,
0: yeah just stressful I think it's fair to say for a lot of parents that like I think and sometimes it gets romanticized, especially when you're young. You know what I mean? Like, oh, happy, <laughs> like, having kids is going to be so awesome. Everything's going to be so great all the time. Like, it's just going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to say that it's just not super fantastic all the time. You know, <laughs> it gets stressful.
1: That's what I wanted to be when I grew up was uh, a mama. My sister mm-hmm. was 10 years older than me. And she told me, she said that's all I wanted to be was a mama. And a cooker person, because I love to cook. (laughs) And she told me, I hated my name because Cherie did not make a good mama name. (laughs) She's like, they're not going to call you Cherie.
0: Super cool. So how, so I'm assuming, not assuming, I guess, I'm guessing this is some newfound, like a newfound level of stress, especially being sober.
1: Definitely. Yeah. There was, the thoughts came into my head quite frequently. That I was a better mom when I was high, mm-hmm. which is clearly not true, <laughs> but that's what my mind told me, and I had to work past that.
0: Like, so what are those conversations like with yourself when you do say, "Man, I pro- I might be a better mom when I'm using"? So, like, what does that kind of what does that conversation like go like? Like, kind of how long does it last? You know what I mean? Is it like a quick thought or is it like
1: definitely just a quick in and out thought? But right. It's, I had more energy, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My mind kind of lies to me and tells me I had more patience. When realistically, I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I felt that way. <laughs> the house was always a lot more cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but for the wrong reasons.
0: Are you working too?
1: Right now, I have got some housekeeping jobs. And I do volunteer work where, where I can Mm -hmm. When I can.
0: And you weren't working when we talked last time, right, last June? Correct. Yeah. So, in the last year, you got full custody of your kids, and you started working. So, managing all that. Yeah, that is stressful. (laughs) The more layers we add on here, the heavier this blanket gets, man. that's That's a lot. So, what does your recovery look like now, now that you're kind of absorbed? Like, are you going to meetings or just pretty? Do you think you almost get, like... You're so busy with life that, like, using doesn't really, like, it's kind of those quick in and out thoughts, but, like, it's not consuming as much of your life anymore. So it's kind of like you don't think about it as much, or is, am I off base? So? Oh, no,
1: you're s- spot on. They, um, yeah, that's, I'm, I was just telling my dad that last night. I'm so grateful, so grateful that obs- the obsession to use has been lifted, it's no longer there. The thoughts of using, absolutely, they come in and out of my mind. For the most part, they come in my mind. I'm like, that's dumb. Think it through. Look where you came from. Look how far you've come. And the thought is gone. I think the biggest, probably the biggest challenge this year is... uh, So the kids' dad was out of the picture for two Mm -hmm. years. When I got clean, he was still... In his active addiction, so that kept him away from the kids. Um, he came back in the picture in March of this mm-hmm. year, on Indy's birthday. He went into the hospital. So that was a whole transition, having Daddy back in the picture. and mm-hmm. um And then he passed away mm-hmm. in June. June 29th. Mm-hmm. And that was, it is, it's, you know, they just got their daddy back. Yeah. And Mar- Marley was da- daddy's girl, and before that, and Indy and his dad were like best friends before all that, Aaron and David finally had somebody to look at and call daddy, and <laughs> the day I introduced Aaron to, uh, introduced, um, Aaron to Maddie at the hospital, he was so excited. He's like, I have a daddy now.
0: Mm.
1: So that's, that's probably been our biggest struggle right now.
0: Yeah. So if, They've I mean. They got
1: their own, just different levels of grief and.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's extremely hard.
1: It, I think, ev- for me and everything comes back to the support system I've built mm-hmm. over the last two and a half years in the recovery community and in my church community, and I'm like people are always like, "How do you do it?" I don't know how you do it, and I'm like, <laughs> "This is how I do it. I got, I got support. I got huge support, and we do it one day at a time, really." Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there's
0: no way in hell I could do this alone. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think that support piece is, that's super, like you said, I mean, I could only, I can't even imagine, you know what I mean? That's like, especially for the kids, like you've mentioned too, it's one of the like, hardest things you can ever go through. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they're kind of lucky to have somebody like you who has a support system. Mm and you being sober too i mean that's to have somebody that they can come to and be like hey this is this is what's up and like (laughs) this really sucks you know what i mean like and obviously which is a huge understatement there's like (laughs) i i have no real way to fathom like the levels of grief that they could be feeling and that you're feeling you know in a realistic sense like was there temptation surrounding that
1: oh that's what i was gonna say yeah the um so this summer was the first time in a long time that the uh, that the thoughts of using entered into my mind and stayed a little bit longer than they should have mm-hmm. <laughs> or have been in the past. Right. And so I did what I learned how to do, and I've reached out for help, and people walked me through it. And still clean yeah definitely not by myself right right through all the support wow sometimes i don't even know how i do it (laughs) right (laughs) honestly Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and i think like for a lot of people you know that are still in their active addiction or like in a situation where they're young in recovery Mm -hmm. and like something that were like something tragic like that were to happen mm-hmm. i think that's I, th- I think that's something that usually kind of kicks you back down man. like it's absolutely. a nice, and it does regardless do you think the amount of time you had in recovery played a role in how you managed and coped with kind of some of the grief around the situation
1: absolutely not just the time I mean all the tools i've learned to use
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the couple in you know in the past years And um, in the 12 steps, one of the first questions that's asked is, do you have any reservations? And on the top of my list was um, losing someone I love. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I realistically, I, I genuinely believed that that was not something I could get through clean and sober. But watching people ahead of me. That have been there have been there's many people who have lost people in recovery, lost loved ones and they they managed to stay clean through it and they share their their experience and their hope and so I learned through them and I learned to have faith that if they can do it, it's possible and you can do it mm-hmm. for today.
0: that's cool it's just i mean like it's just like because you know you hear stuff like this happen all the time like mm-hmm. i mean like not like in like that happens all the time but people you know like we've had multiple stories before where you know people are like oh i'm in it you know i'm in recovery now and things mm-hmm. start going really well and then something tragic and traumatic happens and it's like oh yeah and then it was five more years
1: Yeah, yeah
0: you know and so yeah. it's i think this is a huge story for people to hear mm-hmm. just because like like you said, like seeing the people that have come before and gotten mm-hmm. through it and even just for today, you know, today's yeah. six months from six months ago. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's, and that's huge. And like, it's, it's yeah, incredible.
1: Those are some of the main, you know, those are the people that help me walk through this every day. Mm-hmm. Help me, help hold me up when I feel like I can't walk and, Help out with the kids and. Mm. Yeah. Whatever you need. Yeah. 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 I know I have. Friends that have become my family that. have. They say you call anytime day or night and we'll be there. Mm-hmm. And. I know it's true because I. have I've utilized that <laughs> offer. <laughs> right. And what's that like
0: i mean because i think that's hard for people too is reaching out you know because everyone says like especially in a time of grief like absolutely. oh let me know if you need anything you know whatever you need you know and so i mean and for somebody to reach out was that difficult or kind of what was that
1: it's experience? become i guess it's one of the basic tools i learned when i got clean uh, i was was so desperate for help I was willing to do whatever it took and whatever it took included reaching out and asking for help no matter how uncomfortable it made me Mm -hmm. because I did not want the uncomfortableness of using again and all that goes along with that Mm -hmm. um I ask for help all the time my my son's in middle school now um that's just whole different level of struggles right <laughs> that's my baby too <laughs> my oldest at the beginning I felt bad because I could it, I could not sit down and help him with his homework not I mean I can but not in the way that he needs so I recruited uh, a homework helper somebody that could help somebody that could help him with his homework mmm um, so, so I delegate a lot, if you will. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so andy has got his homework helper, and I got Freedom House was is is a huge, huge foundation of mm-hmm. my support, and I know I can I know I can drill up there mm-hmm. <laughs> and ask for help. And I've been struggling. My daughter's been struggling. Yeah. Really bad with her with her grief. Mm-hmm. And different ways yeah. and she was having another really difficult morning and it was before school and I refusing to go to school and get dressed and shower and brush your hair all that basic stuff and mm-hmm. I it was it was kind of like a, it was kind of I don't know it's it was, a, it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back on that situation. So we we got in the car and I drove to Freedom House and in tears, I knocked on the door and I was like, can we talk to Mama Gail? She's the house mom. Mm-hmm. And she let us in and she let us visit and she prayed with us. And it was, it's, and then we, you know, the, salute, the the problem wasn't solved but it was it definitely brought peace mm-hmm. and just um just another step that we can do this we can move forward we can. Just... Right.
0: no definitely no i think there's a lot of weight to that i think there's a lot of weight to the confidence in that situation because i think that's kind of what is hard the most you know what i mean like you said when you very first started like when you first went to house, you know, what are your reservations? You know, mm-hmm. I think like having that almost disposition or just belief. I mean, there's like mm-hmm. no matter kind of what faith you carry or how you see it or I think there is a lot of power in just faith, whether it's faith mm-hmm. in yourself or faith in your higher power, faith in the fact that like, I think once you start saying things like we're going to be OK, yeah. is the first step to really being OK. Mm-hmm. And it may, it's a long road. And I think like, that's, I mean, that's hard, man. It's, I just can't, like, I don't ever want to downplay like the grief that has to be, has to come with that. And that's going to be, that's going to be very present for some time. But I think like, even, I think that's a huge first step is reaching out when you know you need it. And and then once you can, once you know, like, and you're confident that you can get the help when you need it, it is also that confidence to say, like,
1: even give if your daughter I don't, believe, even if I don't believe that we're not going to be okay, I'm just, <laughs> right. just saying we're going to make it through this. It's going to mm-hmm. be okay, even if I may <laughs> or may not believe it. Right. I gotta say it. July. I? Um, this this fall was really rough for me. It was. Um, Right after Maddie passed away, it was his birthday, followed by our 12-year wedding anniversary, followed by my brother's death anniversary, followed by my mom's death anniversary. It it really took a toll. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got into a dark place mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. I was just, Mm -hmm. um, I got to a place where I did, I felt hopeless and I felt like I lost faith but I have to say I wasn't there I was holding on by a thread Mm -hmm. and when I got to that point and I I realized I was isolating again and I was depressed and I I sent out a group message to my my five women that I stay close contact with through the church and through Freedom House and I was like this is what's going on I'm Feeling hopeless, I'm feeling lost my faith. I was like, I need help. Mm-hmm. That was the gist of it. And boom, 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 boom. Those women were on my doorstep. They were, and they helped bring me back up. It's just I don't know. It's a good feeling. Yeah. To to know that I'm not alone and that I don't have to be alone. I can choose to be alone. Mm-hmm. But I just blessed that I have so many, so much support.
0: So how did you go about building that support? Like in, was it from the beginning? You know, is there people that just like over time you've come close with? Or is it people that you saw and like, were like, oh, I, you know, I want to get to know that person or just kind of <laughs> like, a, like, how did that kind of go about?
1: That is a good question. Because when I came into recovery, I have very little trust in anyone because that's mm-hmm. how our world works. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You don't trust people because the people we knew weren't trustworthy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just like myself. hmm But I definitely felt like I had I had no one left in the world, mm-hmm. which I did. I'm had my I'm still blessed to have my parents that have been beside me the whole time and to help and support me. But I built re- strong relationships through the 12-step program and Freedom House. Freedom House was huge for me. They... Mm-hmm like twice a week they would have volunteers that would come in and do um, devotions with us. So I met multiple people through that. And then Freedom House brought in a discipleship program, which was like spiritual counseling once a week. So through there I met more people and gained more trust with people, Mm -hmm. people that understood and don't judge and just love and are nothing more than to help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: how long did it take
0: for that trust process because i mean i think what's kind of misunderstood about like um especially people who have gone through addiction and are in recovery some of those mistrust i'm trying to th- reactions i guess you know or just mi- just the mistrust in general mm-hmm. is so foundationally built in a lot of ways and it's really yes. two processes you know what i mean first you got to break that stuff down really three because you got to break it down <laughs> You got to clear it out, then you got to start rebuilding it again, which is like three whole different processes. So, like, what – how long did that take? I mean, just in your experience, cause obviously it's different for everybody, but in your experience, how, how, what kind of process was that?
1: It certainly didn't happen overnight. It started with trusting one person and then, like, two people and learning to trust my sponsor – in learning to trust my counselor because i know the more i open up to them the more they're going to be able to help me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then from there it branched out
0: when you see somebody learn or just really like come around to trusting people yeah. it's like one of the most beautiful things because it's so it's hard
1: you know what else is cool though is that not only have i learned to trust again but people trust me yeah that's that's huge Mm -hmm. people give me their spare key to their car for if they get locked out that wouldn't happen five years (laughs) ago they they give me um you know I had keys to businesses now I clean houses that are just huge homes Right, and I don't walk out with anything it mm-hmm. doesn't belong to me <laughs> i do my job i do it well and i i leave
0: there a sense of pride in there
1: it is. Yeah. yes no it,
0: it
1: is i it, 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 the thought doesn't even occur to me you know mm-hmm. it just looks like i could get something for this
0: right freeing yeah, like because yeah. i feel like when you're in those mentalities and those behaviors you know, i mean you're almost like you're almost, like, chained to this thought process of, like, oh, what can I get out of this? Or What can I get out of this person? Or, like, what what can this person do for me, you yeah. know? And, like, and I think, like, when you kind of migrate from that and what has that experience been like for you, you know what I mean? When you do walk out of a house with your own stuff in your hand, and you know, you probably don't think about it day to day, but maybe on, like, some ref- get you to reflect a little bit.
1: I feel proud of my work because I do a good job. And I do... Leave, I leave or go to work feeling grateful that I don't have to in the past it would have been like I have to get high in order to do a good job mm-hmm. or I can't do a good or man I can't get through this because I need something I need a fix mm-hmm. but now I just and that's, I a that's, total, really cool. that's a whole new feeling in itself too is to be proud of myself It it took a it took a long time to um, be able to receive a compliment. Yeah. Um, and slowly over time, I'm like, yeah, you know, I did do a good job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I have come far. Right. Kind of proud. Yeah, I am proud of myself.
0: hmm
1: Without apologies. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So now. When you do receive, like, some people, like, when people tell you, like, no, that's cool, or, like, that's a good job, like,
1: what's the thought process? I'm proud of you. Yeah, that's a hard one. That was, that was actually something that had to be learned. Mm -hmm. Um, My counselors, mostly my counselors helped me through that. They would give a compliment, and I would try to argue it. And they're like, no. When you receive a compliment, you say thank you. Mm-hmm. And You're like, no, you so- say thank
0: you. <laughs> So you. <laughs> Nerd.
1: <laughs> so that, it, it took a lot of practice. And then it was funny. I was actually in a one-on-one with my counselor last week at Serenity House. And I complimented her. And she tried to you know dismiss it or whatever (laughs) and i I looked at her and i said "Pat, when you receive a compliment you say thank you and she (laughs) laughed it was it was pretty great
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's super cool that's really fun (laughs) i love that
1: i got my teeth back in the last 18 months yeah (laughs)
0: that's cool what no like that's a super like simple thing that like a lot of people would take for granted but like
1: Yes, last time I met with you I had no teeth, zero. That was that was that was a major hurdle too. That was that was a very humbling experience.
0: Mm-hmm. How so?
1: Very, oh man, all over the board. <laughs> I that was one thing I physically liked about myself was my smile. And when it started when my when my teeth started deteriorating because of my addiction, it um and falling out. One by one, um, I learned to smile with my mouth closed so you couldn't see my teeth. And then my front tooth fell out when I was early, early addiction. And so I went to the, um, I went to the dentist, and he told me my teeth were unsalvageable, and it was time to get dentures. And I was completely consumed with fear. So it took me six months before I was able to face that fear and actually get it done. It was actually my second major surgery and recovery. Um, the first one I got through without using narcotics, just Tylenol and Agil. Um, But I went in knowing that I would accept. I would accept some pain relief with mm-hmm. <laughs> with the gutting of my mouth. Right. And um, so I set up a safety plan. So, January, I got all my teeth removed. And, and that, was, that was another humbling experience. I, I told my counselor, I, th- I thought I would have my teeth back in two months. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not seeing anybody till I get my teeth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, 10 days at home of recovering, I realized. Yeah, that's to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was somewhere in there where I discovered self-worth. I, my friend laughed at me, my best friend laughed at me. I Showed up one day and I was like all excited. I was like, guess what? And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm a good person. I have a good heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, yay, it's about time. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I felt, I felt very ugly. Um, um, it took 11 months for the time I got all my teeth taken out till the time I got my dentures. Um, and that's not an average thing. But so after I got through that surgery, I had another. They told me I needed another surgery in my mouth. And I got frozen fear again. So it took me a few months <laughs> to face that. And I got mm-hmm. that. And then, and then I, got, uh, I got my teeth. I got my smile back.
0: That is super cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I noticed on your Facebook page, too, your profile picture use. Is- Big smile.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i supposed to, get to smile again. I actually yeah. had to, I got so used to smiling with my mouth closed, but uh, I don't know. Got a lot of firsts
0: mm-hmm.
1: with my babies over the last, it was, my, it was all of ours. It was our first Christmas together, all four kids and myself. Even going into that, I knew it was going to be so exciting, but I also knew it was going to be a little bit of a... Stressful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you have a matchurized kids, you'd get it. Sure. <laughs> but I was blessed. God sent my very best friend home right before Christmas. And so he got to spend Christmas morning with us. And kids absolutely love him until he was he was there for that. When when I lost the kids I was especially with the littles, I was so especially with the littles. It was like i'm missing his first steps i'm missing his lap i'm missing i felt like i was missing out on so much and then when i when i did did get them i realized there's so many firsts that have haven't happened yet that i do get to have first with them that's why i have a photo album titled firsts on my facebook page because nice. <laughs> uh, that's a big deal
0: yeah it's a huge deal it
1: wasn't just like our first Christmas with all four kids and myself, but it was our first family Christmas where I was sober.
0: What was that like?
1: felt like a blessing to be in the moment, mm-hmm. even if it was just crazy and chaotic. And it's just, uh, uh, um, it's a feeling of joy. <laughs> uh, the, the, um, the time leading up to the holidays brought back like so many memories that made me feel guilty. I mean, there was happy memories, there's all kinds of memories. Mm-hmm. Um, I just reflecting back on, you know, I can tell you the, the last time we all spent at Thanksgiving together was five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. There's the flashbacks of being with family at Christmas brunch and just all, well, just a great, thing to be um, but I remember just sitting there just waiting uh, for an appropriate time to leave so we could go so I could go get high Mm -hmm. and like it's a really like sick feeling there's the guilt and there's just all that but Mm -hmm. I can turn it into gratitude and just like be grateful I don't have to live like that anymore and I can be present I don't have to be My mind isn't chasing drugs. Mm -hmm. My mind is chasing kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Good problems to have now.
1: Uh, Yes, yes.
0: When you are reflecting in a moment like Christmas, when you're reflecting, you're like, however that looks like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I remember, I feel guilty because I remember christmas or whatever five years ago that i was just kind of waiting to go use or um whether it's well, like you know either
1: high or i was feening to get high mm-hmm. and presents under the tree may allegedly not have been paid for mm-hmm. or you know right. that's just it's just the truth yeah I was thinking about that the other day, actually, as I was wrapping presents. I'm like, I bought these presents for my kids with money that I made, that I earned. Wow. Uh, no, no, it's a good feeling.
0: This is super cool. Actually, that makes me really happy. That like, you can step back and like, I don't know. I'm sure it just like happens subconsciously, almost, or like without even really thinking about it, but like it's i can really appreciate a moment that like people can step back and appreciate what they're doing you know because yeah. I, mean? I feel like that's a super like that's a forgotten part of the human condition is that like we get so consumed with like the things we're doing day to day that we forget to think about what we're doing
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you know and yeah. so like i think that's really cool you can take a step back and be like man like and be proud of yourself, you know? Yeah. Clap for me. Like,
1: <laughs> clap for me.
0: Yeah. Like, that's super cool. Because, you need like, to
1: carry around a little recorder. To, like didn't do recorders anymore You need to get a little button arm. <laughs> yeah. An app. There,
0: there's an app for that. I'm sure there is. You
1: yeah. <laughs> do a good job. Clap for Yeah. We should.
0: That would be super cool.
1: Hmm. We got to let Zach in you know, on the patent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we'll put a mullet on it for him. Yeah. <laughs> that's- yeah, yeah, the Mola Gang,
0: <laughs> and I mean, like for people that are outside of it too, you know what I mean. That may not like really like fully grasp like the gradi- like the gravity of the gratitude. Yeah, you know. Um, I think it's still important, you know. Any time that you like work or earn something, you know, whatever that is, and whatever is meaningful to you, you know, anytime like you put work in and get something back, that's mm-hmm. like not necessarily like instant gratification. That like takes mm-hmm. some grind a little bit. I think it's super important to have that moment where, like, you do step back. You're like, man, I worked hard for this. Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. And then, you, Right? And then even if you move on with your day, you know? Yeah. I just think you're really cool for thinking you're really cool.
1: So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So looking forward to this Christmas?
1: Very much. Yeah. <laughs> my in-laws, with my permission, asked, they asked if I could. They could take the three older kids to Fairbanks to have Christmas with their cousins, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: the kids as cousins. Um, and I don't know who's more excited, the kids or me. My t- for the past <laughs> for the past month, my daughter's been writing on her hand every day the number, the amount of days that are left. And after her bath last night, I noticed she had a ten on her hand. I was like, I was like, oh, you're prepared for tomorrow. <laughs> and she was like, yep. So I'm. I mean, we're still gonna have Christmas, obviously, together, just not Christmas morning. Right. Um. But I'm, ex- I'm excited for them. They got, they get to have that experience. Really ex- <laughs> really excited for myself. Um. But I feel like I've been, I've definitely been wearing thin lately. And I definitely put myself on the back burner for the kids, Mm -hmm. which, especially when it's come to this, this grief, um, it, it comes and goes in waves, but I don't know. I definitely feel like I need uninterrupted time to work on it
0: Mm -hmm. and to
1: work on my steps and to, and to catch my breath and to have some self-care and i'm um, really looking forward to that mm-hmm. i'm looking for i'm looking forward to feeling the pain and getting some healing
0: right and that's probably different from two Who years ago thought i would have said
1: that right yeah <laughs> i don't want it i don't want to feel anything mm-hmm. but no it's 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 a heavy weight and then and then also while they're gone i'm i'm super excited about this they're um don't judge me. I'm excited to clean the house. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> to do a deep clean. Um, and I'm going to revamp the kids' rooms. It's a cool project that I put a lot of thought into um, re- revamping the kids' room. Like with Indy, I'm going to do a skater's thing, uh, skateboarder, and um, ordered some personalized skating type stuff. And then with Marley, I got her anyway so i told them because it's it's a big project Mm -hmm. and obviously i can't do that with four kids running around (laughs) right anyway um so i'm excited to have a chunk of time to be able to do that and to do that for them and i told indy oh he was asking about christmas presents tonight and i love um not shrinking with his mind but getting him thinking so I told him one of your present one of your gifts this year is something that can't be opened can't be wrapped and can't be opened so I told him that one night and he was he must have been sitting on that all day at school the first thing he asked me when I picked him up he's like okay this gift it can't be wrapped and it can't be opened is it a pet are we getting a dog I'm like "No." You're like, no, I can't ha-
0: take care of five kids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, and you know, not only that, we just we can't have pets at our apartment. And mm-hmm. then oh, I just oh. And then he got so excited. He said, "Mom, did you finally get somebody to come in and help you with the house?" Oh, I was like, "Oh, that would be more of a gift for me." But I just love the way he thinks. Mm-hmm. And he's he can be very selfless and think of other people. That was just one of my all help my heart moments right so that's my projects while the kids are gone is kind of deep cleaning the house (laughs) revamping the kids rooms and toward the end I'm gonna treat myself to a couple nights in Alieska by myself and just reflect and do work and grief work and step work and give myself some time to heal
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so in turn I can be a better mama because that's yeah, I don't know for me that's what it all boils down
0: to right and that's a big change I think even from I mean the last three years I would <laughs> imagine yeah I mean even last time when we talked you know it was like you know I thought I had to use to be a good mom oh yeah and now it's like I have to go to Ali Esca for two days and reflect <laughs> and work my steps and yeah. work my program and that's just such an amazing change I mean this I like, I'm not going to like try to romanticize our ending here the last year has been hard yeah yeah. very very difficult i mean it sounds you know i can only imagine like i said i can only fathom like really what it could or couldn't have been like but anytime there's that level of grief involved it's not easy it's never easy Mm -hmm. and it's i'd say the last year has been intense very yeah but the coolest coolest thing is like I mean, from the outside looking in, obviously, is that your mindset and the way you're approaching, the way you're gonna handle and cope. You know, because like, a lot of what we see in our recovery stories is I didn't know how to cope, I didn't know how, yep. I didn't, I didn't want to feel anything. You know, and like you just said, you're looking forward to to really feel on that and kind of getting into these emotions and kind of letting yourself grieve and kind of letting yourself have some time to really heal. And that's just so cool. This is like this last year has been like the recovery success
1: <laughs> thing
0: that like just gets me going, man. This is like so yeah. exciting because like everything's easy when it's easy. Oh yeah. You know, but it's like when things get hard, like what do you keep doing? You know, how do you keep going? Like, And I think the fact that you've been, the fact that you've maintained like just such a healthy mindset and like such a it's such a powerful mindset really like on the way through and like it's just been so incredible and, like i'm just it's, i don't know it's really exciting man i think it's really cool
1: i think this yeah. is where I, I feel i should say thank you yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> no it's just super cool mm-hmm. we're super excited for for you and your next adventures your christmas revamping program having some time to yourself um some self care looking forward to the new year new experiences new things to new things to do sure as your kid your kids are just middle school right getting into high school
1: <laughs> i've got a 6th grader a 2nd grader of preschooler I and mean, one that's ready to go into preschool
0: <laughs> new challenges <laughs> new opportunity new fun new Bring
1: chaos it. <laughs> yeah yeah New
0: chaos. Well, we're really excited for you, Cherie. Thanks for uh, coming back and joining um, me today. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'll say, us. Um, yeah, uh, this was awesome. Thank you, you and I, for the keynote.